Welcome back to A Grown-Up's Guide to VeggieTales podcast. This is episode two, and this is the podcast where we still haven't found what we're looking for, if you know what I mean. I'm your host, Jonathan, but you can call me JP. So I'm so glad you're joining me for episode two. If you haven't checked out episode one yet, it is on all the platforms where you get your podcasts. And I've had a great time talking about a bit about the history of VeggieTales and Big Idea and the ins and outs, ups and downs of that. So it's really fun. And I had a great time recording my first podcast episode ever. And I've gotten some good feedback from my friends who've listened. So I recommend you go back to if you haven't. And meanwhile, let's talk about a new VeggieTales episode called Larry Boy, The Angry Eyebrows. Now, one thing is, this is an episode made by TBN, which has licensed VeggieTales off Universal Studios, the current owner. And they've been making this uh, show called The VeggieTales Show for the last two years, since Christmas 2019. And the interesting, interesting thing is, Phil Vischer is back writing some episodes. I don't think he wrote this one. However, this episode, Angry Eyebrows, does have a link back to the Big Idea Productions days, because it is based on the first episode of Larry Boy the Cartoon Adventures, which was produced from a studio in LA in the early 2000s when Phil still owned Big Idea Productions and they were still making um, these shows back then. And so what happened was I was on social media a couple months ago and I saw this short film and it was um, a 3D CGI version of the Angry Eyebrows episode. And I thought, wow, like this kind of looks like a a uh, fan-made trailer, because I know there are some YouTubers out there who do some animation that looks like VeggieTales, and some of it's good animation, some of it's not quite there. And I thought, I kept watching, and I thought, no, this is too much animation, too expensive looking, and then it turned out it actually is an episode they've made. They did make another Larry Boy episode last year, or earlier this year, about Callie, the cauliflower, who really liked Larry Boy, really liked superheroes, and then she ended up getting embroiled in with Larry Boy when she accidentally uh, stole his Larry-mobile for a while, which was a fun show. Uh, just for context, for some people who don't know everything about um, Larry Boy and the history, Larry Boy as a character was first introduced in Dave and the Giant Pickle in the countertop scenes, which is kind of like the before and after in-between scenes, and... He was so popular, they made some more episodes. They made Larry Boy and the Fib from Outer Space in 97. Larry Boy and the Rumorweed, a follow-up, in 1999. Which, funnily enough, Phil got the feedback that the script was so similar to Larry Boy and the Fib because it was like a big, big kind of like alien or, you know, monster kind of thing who then follows this journey where they have to kind of defeat them at the end with words. And in the end, like, I think it worked well and they, they were right to make it. A bit later, after the fall of Big Idea Productions, uh, the team made Laurie Boy and the Bad Apple, which isn't as good, but the Bad Apple is not my kind of character. She's a bit too suave, and I didn't really like the look, how they had the red and green mixed across the skin. That's just my opinion. Anyway, they later made an Avengers-style superhero team-up with 
uh, a few of the different characters as superheroes, and that was called The League of Incredible Vegetables, and that actually had a really nice uh, phone app game, which I clocked, I think, I think I got to the end, which is very rare. One of the other games I've actually finished to the end is also a VeggieTales game called Minnesota Cuke and The Search for the Coconut Apes, which was just a really um, hard last level because I'm not a gamer and I spent like an hour or two <laughs> trying to beat the last uh, last level. But it was really fun and they we got two great episodes from the Minnesota cute character, which as some might know is the Indiana Jones spoof in the VeggieTales universe. And so the interesting thing about the League of Incredible Vegetables was it wasn't using the superhero characters that are in the 2D adventures, which is not all surprising, but we have had, you know, versions of different characters who are superheroes. But what we've got is, like, they've got Junior um, and then Petunia's Vogue. We've got S-Cape, which is, like, Mr. Lunt, who just, like, he wears a cape with an S on it. And Bob, I think he's got Thingamabob, which is, it's really cute how Bob always wanted to be a superhero, and he finally got to be one. As a side note, in the Netflix shows, there were a bunch of Larry Boy episodes, but they never felt like real Larry Boy, partly because of the look they of the design, partly because of the tone, because it didn't really feel like a Larry Boy episode with the men's choir and the epicness. So I'm just kind of kind of ignore those when I think about the Larry Boy episodes I've made. So the fourth CG one was last year. Um, the um one with Kelly and uh. To be honest, the name escapes me, and I'm so silly. I think it was called Larry Boy and the Caped Crusader. No, it's Larry Boy and the Cape Coat, something like that. Kali's name is Cape Coat when she kind of tries to be a superhero. It's just early days. I haven't seen it many times. I've just seen it once. And also, now we've got Larry Boy, the Angry Eyebrows. Um, a few things about this. Uh, now, the... Angry eyebrows are these, this device, um, this thing that the villain, awful Alvin, sends out to Bubblyburg, this town where Larry Boy is a superhero. He, uh, awful Alvin, does not want to make the people um, go along the way they were because Madame Blueberry, Madame Blueberry, wants to make them all happy with this kind of festival um, and a leader, kind of an official, who's going to help them be happy. Awful Alvin wants to take that away. He wants them all to be angry, so. He, I think he puts his own eyebrows through a machine it's kind of hinted at and they all become these kind of uh, alien-like, you know, angry eyebrows with bushy black um, hairs and like red eyes and he sends them out to land on people's foreheads and it makes them angry and the longer they have them on, the longer they'll stay angry and the more angry they get, they stay on tighter and stickier. Anyway, it's an interesting thing. On the topic of eyebrows, they don't look like it, but it made me think of the controversy from about six years ago surrounding the new character designs for the Netflix show. So Netflix ended up making three seasons of VeggieTales in the house and then two seasons of VeggieTales in the city. And they redesigned the characters. Now, this had quite a lot of controversy then, and it's still brought up on social media. So... On social media in 2014, in about the middle of the year, uh, VeggieTales on social media put up uh, some kind of hidden pictures with the new character designs. They have, I think they had six characters like Jimmy, Bob, Larry, uh, Junior, um, Madame Blueberry. Anyway, so they ended up having like two revealed, and the next time they'd have all four, then all six. And 
They got a lot of reaction because they just didn't look like VeggieTales. I thought they looked really cool at the time. They looked very like vibrant and awake and alert, but they had eyebrows on them. And to a lot of fans, these eyebrows made them look creepy. And also the general faces and colors didn't match the original classic designs. For example, Larry's skin is all mottly and like kind of different speckles of green and gray. And Bob, for the first few episodes, Bob's nose kind of blended into his mouth and lip. So therefore I gave them feedback. I don't know if it was my feedback, but they ended up making it more well-lit to kind of make his nose look more, um, uh, more clear, I suppose. And one slightly weird thing is that in the promotional material for these two Netflix shows, the designs were much different. They kind of looked all um, more goofy, shiny, um, all like weird shapes. Um, and then also on the cover of Noah's Ark, which is the only DVD episode to use these new designs and the last DVD episode ever in the in the normal series, um, that they had the kind of flat look. So Bob kind of looked more childish and naive. It's just weird because there's like three or four versions of these new um, designs and the different marketers have done different things, like different designers. So they've kind of been a bit all over the place. Uh, a lot of fans, longtime fans, stopped following VeggieTales when it went on Netflix, which actually they stopped making the DVD episodes and went to Netflix. That's a very interesting Um because I was just, I missed the DVDs, even though they weren't owned by Big Idea anymore. They were, they're still great. A lot of them were good. One thing was they didn't look as friendly, as approachable and relatable. One thing about the designs of the VeggieTales characters is, originally Phil Vischer modelled the eyes after Daffy Duck's eyes from Looney Tunes. They are basically a 3D version of Daffy Duck's eyes. And something about them, it wasn't intentional, but they really connected with autistic kids. I think part of it was these eyes, the eye-popping, white big eyes with black round um, pupils. And so I still see on social media related to VeggieTales fans these days, people posting they are autistic and they like VeggieTales. And it's it's just gone on for these three decades almost. They really disconnected some of the fans with VeggieTales. And even though Phil and and Mike do the voices for their characters, for most of them, in the Netflix shows, they never quite felt like VeggieTales. Partly because also Laura and Petunia have different voices. Laura's voice sounds totally different. And her she feels like a different character. More kiddy and and innocent and simple. And Madame Blueberry is British. And yeah, I'll go more onto something about one of the particular characters in the Netflix show in a few minutes. So stay tuned for that. Uh, On the topic of segues, I'll also be talking about a really cool thing in this Larry Boy Angry Arbors episode. So stay tuned till the end. I think think you'll agree. (laughs) So thinking about this um, Larry Boy episode, The Angry Eyebrows. It's on yippee.tv in case you want to watch it. It's about $9 US a month, so I think it's worth getting for this kind of episode. When I first saw the trailer and saw fan reaction on the official VeggieTales Facebook fan club group, I thought, I honestly thought it would be a shot for shot remake. That's just the impression I got. I think it's probably kind of silly and naive that I thought that way, but that's just what happened in my head. In the new episode, they've reworked it, and I think it is really good. 
the original Angry Eyebrows episode in the early 2000s felt a bit uh, weak in the storyline. It was too kind of rushed and simple. Not simple, kind of like... I can't describe it. It didn't feel like a fully fleshed out episode. They also had a situation where Larry, Larry Boy's alter ego, Larry, was working as the janitor in a... Uh, Bumbley Berg uh, newspaper. Bob was the editor and Junior was like a, you know, Junior upstart reporter. They've ditched all that um, and they just have Larry Boy as, you know, Larry Boy, basically. I don't think there's much of Larry in it at all as an alter ego. And like, Madame Blueberry, the mayor, just knows him as Larry Boy. And one thing I noticed also about the animation in this new episode is it's very expensive compared to the normal VeggieTales show episodes. So the VeggieTales show is the um, one on nippy.tv and TBN in America because TBN licensed VeggieTales from Universal. And normally they're in one building. They're in the theater of, uh, in Mr. Nez's theater and the adjoining rooms, like, you know, off backstage, basically. And Phil Vischer admitted in his podcast, the Holy Post podcast, that it takes more work and extra money to make a Larry Boy episode because I have to get outside the theatre. And in this one, and I think the Cape Cape Coat one from last year, they don't even mention the theatre. And one interesting thing is Bob the Tomato is not in this one, similar to Larry Boy episodes in the past, except the League of Incredible Vegetables, the Netflix ones, and the 2D ones. Um, Bob isn't in any of the other CG 3D ones. One thing about this animation is besides it being like a big, a big area that we're going like outside and the sky and different parks and stuff in Bumbleburg. They also have simple but effective character designs. For the VeggieTales show, they've gone back to the classic designs, which is epic and awesome. It meets the fans where they're at and it just, it just feels more like VeggieTales, especially with the voices with most of the same styles, even if they're not the same actors. These designs are simple. Um, they have updated them a little bit from the old days. Of course, there's been different stages, like the really early ones in Wesgod when I'm scared that the bodies moved differently. They had more kind of like uh, bend and angles and squish and squash and stuff. And they've changed a bit over the years. They've updated these ones. They've updated these ones to uh, look a bit more matte, shiny. They've got a bit of light um, reflecting off them. Um, they look kind of more smooth and a bit more elastically a bit a bit of squash and stretch like the classic Disney animation people talk about talking about simple animation designs it reminds me of something I learned about Saint Nicholas which was a Christmas VeggieTales show from about 2009 just after DreamWorks bought VeggieTales apparently at the time one of the producers had told like the staff to change the way VeggieTales was in the visual look to make it more simple and maybe streamlined is my understanding. And they did that with St. Nicholas and from there on for at least a few years. I understand why they did that. It looked better, partly because VeggieTales had kind of gone off track a bit with the visuals in Sherlock Holmes and the Golden Ruler and in the Asparagus of La Mancha, they had like, the characters had like weird facial hair, like because they're vegetables and they're different shapes than normal human faces and bodies like, this facial hair, will, like, for example, will go all around Bob's head because that's his face. <laughs> and like angles and corners and stuff and the weird big moustache that Archibald had in La Mancha. Basically, 
it made sense that they went from this kind of more, more like complex, um, you know, scrappy kind of sets and and locations in the shows that to be a more streamlined, simple design. One thing also to note about this episode is there's three or four characters which have totally different voice actors than normal. Mr. Nez's voice is the big one that's made headlines in the fan community online. Back to when they started the Netflix shows, DreamWorks had a policy that a character of a certain cultural background could not be voiced by somebody from a different cultural background. So Mr. Nez's voice... Phil is originally modelled for Rack and Sha- for Rack Shack and Benny, uh, uh, on the Oogie Boogie Man's voice from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Now I'd never seen The Nightmare Before Christmas, partly because it looked a bit spooky, partly because back in the day you had to watch it on TV or VHS or DVD. You couldn't like easily watch it, but I have Disney Plus now, and I finally got around to watching it last month. When the Oogie Boogie Man came on, I remembered what Phil had said about basing Mr. Nez's voice off him and it just made sense he sounds very similar he also goes around like the characters like in a kind of threatening way uh doing kind of threats and like doom and gloom like um like the bunny song basically in Rakshak and Benny but because of that other character was based off it kind of sounded a bit African-American which as a kid and a grown-up I never realized till this was mentioned on the holy post so in the end when they made the Netflix shows they actually didn't recast Mr. Neza at that point. They deleted him. There was no Mr. Neza in the Netflix shows. In his place as an older man character, they had a grumpy character called Ikabiza. And I think he's kind of a replacement, especially if you think that the Zed in Ikabiza sounds like Mr. Neza. As a side note, trivia question, do you know what Mr. Neza is and where it derives from? And the answer is, Nebuchadnezzar, the king in the Bible who um, is the equivalent character in the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. By the way, there's a place in my state in Australia called Bendigo. So people here often say Abendigo <laughs> instead of Abednego. It is hard to say. Anyway, that's an aside. I think it's funny. So one thing also is now in the VeggieTales show from the past two years, they have brought Mr. Neza back, but recast him with a man called David Mann. And um, that's good. However, it's a bit, in- a bit inconsistent because Phil and Mike still voice the French peas and Phil still voices Mr. Lunt. So there you go. Those kind of uh, different cultural backgrounds are not as uh, changed. And that's just a point. I don't want to go into political things. I just want to mention that I think it's an inconsistency, which I think also Phil's mentioned on the podcast, not sure. Scooter is Scottish in this one, but he doesn't sound with the same kind of crazed, uh, you know, exaggerated Scottish that Jim Poole did in most of the shows. And to be fair, I saw Jim Poole on a video podcast recently, and he is not Scottish. He actually surprised me because he didn't seem like a VeggieTales cast member at all. He he was in some he was promoting some kind of horror movie he was in because they wanted him to play a pastor in the horror movie and he had experience being a pastor so there you go you can find that if you google like jim pool on youtube but this scooter um character now has a voice that sounds more like scrooge mcduck but it just doesn't sound like scooter 
Interestingly, why Scooter Scottish? Because the original time Scooter came up was in the episode about the popcorn ball media with Jimmy and Jerry, um, which was the first VeggieTales sci-fi spoof, and he was like a version of Scotty from Star Trek. Turns out in this episode, Scooter and Awful Alvin are both voiced by Sean Chiplock, if that's how you say it. Just shows there's a voiceover actor who can do a uh, really uh, angry and excitable villain, as well as a kind of more gentle, you know, an innocent scooter. It's just interesting. I wouldn't have picked that. And I don't know if Sean Chiplock also voiced Awful Alvin in the show from 20 years ago. I should have looked it up. Please forgive me. (laughs) Um, One awesome thing about this uh, show um, is also where Larry Boy breaks the fourth wall, as VeggieTales has been known to do. There's, he does his training montage, kind of like from Rocky, and then something else happens and he's fired from being this like senior official in the Bubblyberg like uh, leadership. And he says, oh, I just did a training montage. And it's just, it was hilarious at the time. Another hilarious thing was, and this was really like witty and sharp, after Larry Boy and Alfred, or sorry, Archibald have figured out um, this whole thing that the angry eyebrows are going around and it's from Awful Alvin. Um, Larry Boy goes on a stage in the town centre in Bumbleburg and says, We're being manipulated and it's going to destroy our town. And I thought, that's the way to move the plot along. Just tell it like it is, Larry Boy. It, and I just found it really funny. I think it's meant to be, but I don't know if we'll um, make everyone laugh. Maybe not little kids, but I, yeah, for me, it tickled my sense of humour. One good thing about the show is, it's heavy on the biblical content, not in a heavy-handed way like preachy, but there's a decent amount of biblical content. So um, the instead of Qwerty giving us a verse or Bob and Larry reading out one at the end, partway through the episode, Archibald quotes some verses from Ephesians in the New Testament in the Bible about forgiving each other and not being angry and being compassionate with each other. And he just quotes these two Bible verses and um, just, like, says them over, like, 30 seconds or whatever. 45 seconds, maybe. And then he kind of makes up a shortening or a rhyme version, which is just a way the characters and maybe kids at home can more easily um, understand it. To be honest, I'm more familiar with the Bible verse. Even though I don't know it verbatim, it was on our t- in our toilet on the opposite wall at one stage. So I saw it lots. I put it there when I was putting Bible verses around the house a bit in our old house. But yeah, that's that kind of, and also it's interesting that summation of the Bible verse was used by all the characters in Bumbleberg to defeat the angry eyebrows. Spoilers, but it's kind of predictable. Sorry, um, and the episode's kind of been around for almost twenty years. There we go. <laughs> that's my justification. This was so interesting. So basically, the the veggies talk about this Bible verse, and then these kind words, and they're encouraging each other, and um. Like building each other up, and these kind of words let, let the angry eyebrows leave their eyebrows, um, leave their foreheads, and it just was interesting. When I was recording the first draft of this episode, it made me realize kind words and the power of words have been the theme of most Larry Boy episodes. It was lies and the truth in the in Larry Boy and the Fib from Outer Space. It was rumors and kindness and, and truth, in a way, in Larry Boy and the Rumorweed. Basically, in the end, what I'll say is, in this one also, you've got uh, kind words being kind of the emphasis of 
and the kind of words fix things in these episodes. And I know in real life you can't just uh, solve all problems with kind words, but it is helpful and it's a way of showing love. And like God wants us to show Christian love to people and kindness, um, as we know. Um, and also it makes me just realize um, that thankfulness and kind words are so important to have a practice of in your life. Two last things about this um, and this Larry Boy, the Angry Eyebrows episode. The yellow button is mentioned. For some of you, that has made you have memories of 1997 since then with Larry Boy in the fifth from outer space. Archibald says the yellow button like four times. <laughs> um, no, it's not. It's like he's red, blue, the yellow, the yellow button. I see. Yep. I forgot exactly how many times. So he says the yellow button in this episode too, and I was expecting it kind of because there were a few buttons in the Larry Mobile and when they were in the pl- Larry plane, the plane version. And yeah, it was really nice to see that homage. This is the cool thing I mentioned earlier. There is the coolest Larry boy thing in this episode that is the best thing in VeggieTales for like five or 10 years. There's this moment towards the end where Larry boy is in the Larry Mobile driving on the ground towards this kind of like climax and the finishing line of the story in the episode there's music you know epic fun action music and you see with your own eyes the Larry Mobile turning into the Larry plane and then it flies off that is brilliant it was so cool I actually rewound rewound it three times to rewatch to see the changeover like the transition it made me think of the Larry Mobile toy that I used to have that I gave to my nephew whose name starts with a J in Adelaide if you're listening <laughs> and um it also made me think of the other toy they made, probably based on the success and popularity of the first, called the Larry Copter. Now, the Larry Copter is in uh, the League of Incredible Vegetables for like two seconds when Archibald is riding it in the air. And I think it's basically put in the episode to sell toys. Um, they can't really make a toy like that without it being in a show. But it's really fun. I had it. I also gave it away to someone else. So I plan on buying it at the VeggieTales.com store because they're slowly running out of stock of everything. I think they're not making new products of these VeggieTales toys and books and and CDs on the VeggieTales.com store. So if you do want VeggieTales merchandise, including toys and stuff, there's only a limited selection yet left, but some good stuff. Uh, if you want it, like maybe go out and get it now before it all goes, because I don't think they're replacing that stock. That Larry Mobile thing, Larry Plane, was just, it just made my month. Like that was epic and awesome. This is wrapping up. This is kind of what the new VeggieTales episodes should be, including the Larry Boy ones. Paying homage to the originals, keeping the classic designs, being really well written and clever and funny, and just you know. Good, good animation storytelling. That's what we want. We don't kind of want half-hearted things. Um, like uh, the towards the night before Easter, they've said in the audio commentary is kind of based on the story of the Star of Christmas in, from two thousand two, and I didn't really tell, but it's, it makes sense when you think about it. But there's just lackluster involved in this one. It's a bit different. It's based on a two D animation episode. And they've just done a lot of work, put a lot of work into it. So I commend them. If any of those writers or people who worked on this episode are listening, good on you. And I hope you continue working on VeggieTales for the foreseeable future. Thank you for listening today. Before I go, I just want to uh, mention a few things. I want to make two corrections to episode one for what I said. So I realized that in the spur of the moment, I uh, missaid some things. So first of all, 
I mentioned a short promo that Phil created to shop VeggieTales around in the early 90s before the first episode was made. I said it was about 10 or 20 seconds. I was wrong. It was 1 minute and 37 seconds. If you want to take a look, search for VeggieTales Take 38 on YouTube and you'll find it there. It's a fun little one. Um, Actually, it's weird because Larry's voice actually sounds more like Jerry Gord. There you go. Secondly, when I was talking about Universal firing Phil and Lisa recently, I erroneously said that Mike hadn't worked on VeggieTales for a while. I need to clarify, he has done the voices for the Netflix shows and the TBN shows, but he hasn't done any writing or directing in about four years, and that's what I kind of meant. Finally, when I said I wasn't sure if the Jonah budget was $7 million or $9 million, I have just checked Me, Myself and Bob, and it was $7 million US dollars. I should clarify, the $7 million was the proposed budget, but when the movie went over budget, the actual uh, budget for Jonah ended up being $14 million. And on a side note, the film ended up grossing $25.6 million, Since the studio only gets about half of the box office, it was not profitable for Big Idea, hence the financial troubles I mentioned. And that brings us to the end of episode two. You can contact me with feedback and suggestions at vtfanpodcast at gmail.com. That's V for veggies, T for tango, fanpodcast at gmail.com. And on the socials, my Facebook handle is at VeggieTalesPodcast, and my Twitter handle is at Veggies underscore podcast. So I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, hit me up on social media, and I'd love to see you next time. You've been listening to A Grown-Up's Guide to VeggieTales, the podcast where we talk about all things VeggieTales, including our fond memories of Aunt Ruth. As Bob and Larry would say, God made you special, and he loves you very much. Goodbye. We're being manipulated and it's going to destroy our town!